Matthew chapter 18, verses 21 to 35. Then Peter came to Jesus and asked, Lord, how many times shall I forgive my brother when he sins against me? Up to seven times? Jesus answered, I tell you, not seven times, but seventy-seven times. Therefore the kingdom of heaven is like a king who wanted to settle accounts with his servants. As he began the settlement, a man who owed him ten thousand talents was brought to him. Since he was not able to pay, the master ordered that he and his wife and his children and all that he had be sold to repay the debt. The servant fell on his knees before him. Be patient with me, he begged, and I will pay back everything. The servant's master took pity on him, cancelled the debt and let him go. But when that servant went out, he found out one of his servants, sorry, he found one of his fellow servants who owned him a hundred denarii. He grabbed him and began to choke him. Pay back what you owe me, he demanded. His fellow servant fell to his knees and begged him, Be patient with me and I will pay you back. But he refused. Instead, he went off and had the man thrown into prison until he could pay the debt. When the other servants saw what had happened, they were greatly distressed and went and told their master everything that had happened. Then the master called the servant in. You wicked servant, he said. I cancelled all that debt of yours because you begged me to. Shouldn't you have had mercy on your fellow servant just as I had on you? In anger, his master turned him over to the jailers to be tortured until he should pay back all he owed. This is how my heavenly father will treat each of you unless you forgive your brother from your heart. We keep these devotions a little shorter at the end of the week. So just a few simple thoughts from me from this passage for us as we head towards Christmas and come to the end of the third week of Advent. The first thing to note is that forgiveness here is obviously made out to be a massive deal and it's because it is so important to making sure that the things of God's kingdom can advance. Where there is resistance in our hearts to God's forgiveness for us and therefore paying it forward to others, we become essentially a bit of a blockage to grace abounding in the world. The Beatles said, didn't they, that it's all you need is love. Love is what makes the world go round. Well, actually, that's true in a sense, but it's a particular kind of love. It's the radical, forgiving nature of God's love that makes the world actually possible to be all it's called to be. And so here Jesus is saying, don't think of forgiveness as simply just saying it's okay when someone apologises for something. It's far more profound than that. It's a posture of our hearts. It's a, it's a mindset. Am I someone who is going to recognise that I have been forgiven much by God and so I'm going to enter into the world with grace and mercy and love people into life and forgive wherever I possibly can, wherever it's appropriate. The second thing here to notice is that Jesus has this kind of warning very, very much so in the last verse, essentially saying that those who refuse to forgive will themselves be refused forgiveness. It seems pretty harsh. It almost seems un likely given everything else we know about the gospel but actually we need to understand what Jesus is getting at here this isn't so much about can't forgive us uh, if we don't forgive others but perhaps we'll withhold it uh, and part of that is because actually for us to be able to keep on receiving God's forgiveness we need to keep paying it forward it's designed to do that here's how Tom Wright puts it in his commentary on this passage Forgiveness is more like the air in your lungs. There's only room for you to inhale the next lungful when you've just breathed out the previous one. If you insist on withholding it, refusing to give someone else the kiss of life he or she may desperately need, you won't be able to take any more in yourself and you will suffocate very quickly. Whatever the spiritual, moral and emotional equivalent of the lungs may be, he says, it's either open or closed. 
If it's open, able and willing to forgive others, it will also be open to receive God's love and forgiveness. But if it's locked up to the one, it will be locked up to the other. Final thought simply is this comment that Jesus makes in response to Peter's question about how many times you should forgive someone. And Jesus' answer actually is quite tongue-in-cheek. It's not seven, which is, of course, the biblical number of perfection. He's saying it's actually 70 times seven. In other words, you're not really forgiving someone at all if you're counting how many times you've actually forgiven them. In other words, don't even think about counting. You can't. It's not the point. Just do it each and every time it's right. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your outrageous grace to us, the scandal of your grace that sets us free each and every moment when we need it. Thank you for your unlimited forgiveness for us when we come to you in humility. And we recognise that that gift to us is designed to not only set us free, but be used by us to set other people free, particularly when they hurt us. And so we pray for faith, not only to trust your forgiveness for us, but to trust that when we forgive others, even when it's hard, something profound happens in them and therefore us and therefore the world. Amen.